Fun fact, Hulk Hogan once claimed to have wrestled 400 days in a year. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, that's a nice use of hyperbolic language there, Hulkster. But no, he seriously thought that and explained that because he was traveling back and forth from Japan a lot, that it actually gave him extra days in a year. And that's not the only time Hulk Hogan has said outlandish things, which we may or may not mention here on the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Guys, welcome to the show that says its prayers, eats its vitamins, and chugs its beers. I am your host, Max Steele, and as always, I'm joined by a real Hulkamaniac brother. It's Michael Flaherty, everyone. You bet your ass. I was one of I was one of the fucking 10 people that was watching WrestleMania 3 with him and Andre the Giant and rooting for someone other than Andre the Giant. I was like, yeah, go Hulkster. Go Hulkster in this. Andre the Giant, he's too lovable and, you know, jovial and kind-hearted. Let's get the, let's get the crazy asshole. Let's get him a couple rings. Which, guys, I'm going to be sprinkling throughout this episode. Before we get to the movie, I'm going to be sprinkling some Hulk Hogan facts. I'm glad you mentioned Andre the Giant, Mike, because, fun fact... Hulk Hogan claimed that when he slammed Andre the Giant, Andre weighed 800 pounds and Hulk tore every muscle in his back to slam him, when in actuality, Andre weighed somewhere around 500 pounds at his heaviest, which, let's be real here, is probably an exaggeration. Uh, the back thing, I'm not so sure about. And Hulk also claimed that Andre died a few days after um, he, he got slammed at WrestleMania three. Even though Hulk and Andre had a match the next fucking year at WrestleMania 4. Andre won't I... die until 1993. Anyways, Mike. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Andre the Giant. We love you. Um, getting, back to, getting back to what we're here to talk about, which is movies. Guys, today we are talking about the 1996 holiday comedy film Santa with Muscles. It's about a heartless supplements billionaire who gets amnesia and starts to think that he is Santa Claus. This movie sucks. <laughs> it's it's the it's like the '90s version of the Liver King tries to like save Christmas. This, that's essentially the equivalent I can think of. I mean, much less testicles, I think. <laughs> much instead of oh my god it'd be such a weird change of pace if hulk hogan goes to the orphanage and instead of giving them like christmas presents and christmas cheer he delivers them raw animal testicles and is like this is good protein you need you need some of this in your life <laughs> well speaking of uh sketchy millionaires with practices i i want to focus on some of like the the non hulk hogan related facts here which let's be honest there aren't a whole lot before we really dive into hulk hogan even though we kind of already have first thing like like i said earlier speaking of sketchy figures in the fitness and finance world uh, the actual person, Jordan Belford, is a producer on this movie. <laughs> oh, the actual Wolf of Wall Street. The actual, the dude who was doing Quaaludes and Countaches and banging Margot Robbie. Like, this, the actual guy who produced this? <laughs> Weird, I'm like how, why, how did this happen? I'm sure there were a lot of... See, supplements see, involved see i was about to say see yeah exactly he was just jamming whey protein powder in his nose no the i gotta be honest 
that is less surprising the more you think about it. Because this movie is unhinged, it's poorly thought out, and the only way this movie could have gotten made is if by some coked out business executive just turned to his assistant and went, that sounds awesome, let's get Hulk Hogan in a fucking Christmas movie, isn't that so cool? And they're like, yeah, I don't know if that works, you know, how would he really play? And they're like, shut the fuck up and just make it happen, and this is the result. Yeah, Jordan Belfort just did a line of cocaine out of a hooker's ass and was like, okay, I got an idea. This Hulk Hogan, it's Hulk Santa Hogan. Claus, just book it. Get a screenwriter. We got to go now. I, we need we need, we need, need Mila Kunis. She's going to be popular in 20 years. <laughs> but, you know, Jordan Belfort's financial knowledge mm, uh, wasn't able to save this movie. But speaking of finance, Mike, it's a game we haven't played here in a while. It's oh, time yes, for the baby. box office bonanza. Oh, I'm excited, man. I really am. We're doing we're bringing it back. <laughs> we're bringing it back, baby. So, Mike, this time I can't find the budget like for the movie for the life of me. So you're just going to just have to guess <laughs> how much money did this movie oh make God. at the box office? Man, I, I'm starting from freaking I have no frame of reference. All right. So this movie is going to suck ass. So I have a hard time believing that this movie made anything above $2 million. So I'm going to start off with a fun little, like, medium ground. 800000 A lower? <sighs> this doesn't surprise me anymore. 400000 A lower? 110,000. You actually overshot it. If you double it, this Damn. movie made $220,000 and some change at the box office, which isn't really surprising when I have another question for you, Mike. How long was this movie in theaters? Please tell me it was like something like like it was out. Uh, okay, two months. Two weeks. Two weeks? God damn! God, what is it, after? Like, God, it's, it's in and out. It was a special event. It was, yeah, exactly. They were, right before, right before uh, Santa with Muscles played, uh, they just showed fanfic art of Hulk Hogan as a Santa Claus. Fathom Events presents Hulk Hogan, not on drugs, but with amnesia as Santa Claus. It's, it's just it's just a Fathom Events logo, and then it's and then it's Hulk Hogan Rule Thirty Four, oh, and no. then his Gawker sex tape. Oh no! <laughs> Where oh, he no. just starts saying slurs as he just starts pounding someone. <laughs> I mean, apparently he says he's got a massive dong. So uh. <laughs> I love you know what he's. he's Hulk's nuts. Hulk, the Hulkster is an unhinged person. And bes outside of trying to ruin one or two people's careers, he's just, his outlandish statements are hysterical. <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, one of the things that really, like, baffles me is that he claimed to have rewritten the script for this movie only to have his writing credit stolen via, like, you know, Writer's Guild shenanigans. And I, I got a question for that. <laughs> Hulk, you had the, you have the opportunity. You say some outlandish things. Why would you claim this movie? Why not say, hey, 
I wrote, I don't fucking know, what, what was a 90s fucking movie? I wrote Armageddon or Saving Private Ryan. Like, that was me, brother. Saving Private, that'd be awesome. It's, I, I do love that, I do love that Hulk Hogan, after saying just completely unhinged, easily proven wrong things, he's like, all right, Hulk, you gotta lower it down a little bit. People are starting to get suspicious of your credibility. So let's choose, now, let's choose something easily provable, but that you're tangentially involved in. <laughs> like, he's, you know, he's getting more and more rational with his thought as, 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 as time goes on, and I applaud him for that. Well, dude, some of the things that he says as well is like, he tried to ruin The Undertaker's career by claiming that Hulk Hogan got injured on a tombstone pile driver, even though when you go back to watch the footage of where he said he got injured, you can clearly see that Hulk Hogan's head is not even touching the mat, and The Undertaker had him, like, safe. So he was just trying to fucking I, ruin somebody's <laughs> career, and that's not the first time he's tried to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. As an Undertaker fan... That shit is just a whole a whole piece of baloney. Like you just see the Undertaker, who's a who's a freaking legend, just sitting there just playing the game, and Hulk Hogan's like, the vibes are weird. I'm gonna get this dude freaking kicked off of WWE. Dude, but the vibes are even weirder when we look at Santa with muscles, which brings me to the ever most important question we have here on the Messed Up at Midnight Whoa. podcast, Mike. <laughs> If you could describe Santa with muscles as a drink, what would it be and why? All right, listeners, it's Santa and it's Hulk Hogan. So we're going to combine something that's raw American whiskey, American whiskey, with something with something Christmassy, eggnog. Because you know what? Eggnog has eggs and eggs are protein. So this movie is a... Is, Evan Williams eggnog. It's going to get you drunk and it's going to be gross, but God damn it, it's going to do its purpose. Next, we have to have the Hulkster himself. Now, what is the Hulkster as a, as a drink? The hard-hitting questions here. <laughs> we got we to gotta really like rack our brains around this. It's fucking Bud Light. Come on. It's Hulk Hogan. If, the, if this is doing anything more developed than Bud Light, you'd call me an idiot. So pour three ounces of Ed Williams eggnog in and pour two ounces of Bud Light into it. Because, you know, it's all about the Hulkster. And, you know, we got to make that eggnog bubbly. So... <laughs> Finally, we have we have uh, some heavy cream because this movie <laughs> I can't even get through this. This movie sucks, and it's just got a bunch of sugary sweet kitty garbage in it. Because for some reason, this is a kitty movie, and not like that kitty movie where the adults can have some base fun in it, like Elf. It's like that really annoying kitty movie, like Zoom or Coco Melon, where you're just sitting there as a grown adult, just going like, "I want to die. I want to die." So put in two ounces of heavy cream in it. Now, finally, oh, we are not done. Oh, this no. has got a, the, the 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 final piece. The final piece of the pie 
This movie has got muscles. It's got muscles and it's got dudes fighting. And the fighting is bad. So, you know, to, to really add into that testosterone, crack a raw egg into your drink and chug it. Oh, dude, my stomach is bubbling. <laughs> it's, oh, it's no. just, you ever just thought to yourself, you know what I need? Liquor, cream, and bubbles. It's an egg. My 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 insides are like, oh god, we're about to get a workout now too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Your stomach and liver are gonna look like gonna look like they went the ringer with Mike Tyson. Dude, I'm gonna be honest. I think your drink is probably a better fit for this movie than mine. So good job with that, dude. I I fuck with Hell it. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. So we got Hulk Hogan in a kids Christmas movie that has like no. No weight, no, like, it doesn't feel like there are stakes. Everything just kind of feels like there. So start off, rim your glass in Splenda. It's a bad kids movie, and if it were a good kids movie, I would say, hey, rim it in sugar. But no, you get Splenda, fuck you. Next, we got a bad Christmas thing going on. And I've used this before, and I think I will continue to use it sometimes. I think it fits here, Rumplemints. It's Christmas. Let's say three ounces. We got Hulk Hogan here. A lot of things we can say. A lot of things we've already (laughs) said about Hulk Hogan. (laughs) When you think 80s wrestler, you probably have an image in your head. Screaming, beefy, sweaty man, just like yelling at you to, you know, say your prayers and take your vitamins, brother. It's always bombastic. You can't look away. So here's what you're going to do. Take some Red Bull. Then drop in a scoop of C4 pre-workout. Mix it up. But don't pour it into your drink yet. You see, Hulk Hogan does not bring that energy with this movie. In fact, if I'm being honest with you, he's a bit boring. So take your Red Bull pre-workout mixture, pour in an ounce into your shaker bottle, then water it down with water, shake it up, pour in five ounces into your glass. We have our bad guys. I don't like them. It's Ed Begley Jr., who's a germaphobe, and his underlings. They're trying to be like, oh, evil, we're, we're destroying the orphanage, he he he. But it just doesn't work. I don't like it. So I'm going to say drop in an ounce and a half of sour apple pucker. And lastly, for again, like Mike said, the ridiculous moments, which we're going to get into in the review part of this podcast. There's a lot of like wacky moments that just feel so weird and forced. So for all that, I'm going to say take some whipped cream and just top off your drink with it. And then boom, there you go. applause applause to you sir uh you gave me a mild heart attack when you said take the red bull put in a scoop of c4 pre-workout i'm like okay we said hulk hogan not the ultimate warrior like we we don't need that much energy can can you imagine this movie but with the ultimate warrior instead dude it would be it would go from boring to just too much energy you would just you would at a certain point be like i need to pause and walk around he just like picks up the bad guys and just violently shaking them and just snaps their necks. Dude, he just he shakes them like a kid shaking a cabbage patch kid. Like Oh my god. Good cocktail though, man, truthfully. It's it, the the toothpasty flavor of rumplements will never leave me. Dude, I am I'm not looking forward to it when we have to try some of these to try this movie oh. drink in particular. Yeah, neither am I, bud. Neither am I. Well, guys, we're just going to dive headfirst into talking about Santa with muscles. 
So again, guys, this is our new format. We're going to go through positives, negatives, then give our overall opinions, and then get right into spoiler territory. So let's start off with the positives. Now let's go on to the negatives. <laughs> Dude, I was about to say, this is going to be the fastest freaking positives. I have, like... I guess Ed Begley's performance as Frost was okay. Uh, it was all right. It was all right. Don Stark, who played Lenny, did a fine job of being that bumbling sidekick. And his character, I will say, at least had an arc, like a character arc that made sense and just wasn't filled with plot holes. And seeing a young Mila Kunis in this movie, this is her second movie overall, it has a little bit of novelty to it. And, you know, the two, th- the two, some of the positive things I can point out about this movie is that are not bad are that 70s show related <laughs> it's exactly and there's and there's no forgiving of sex offenders on on this on this podcast Ooh. so mila kunis will be talked very little about <laughs> no 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 all right yeah i'll i'll piggyback off of you honestly the two people who i will give any credit to in terms of positiveness relating to this movie is definitely uh, the guy who plays Lenny, Don Stark, and Ed Begley, who does the doctor performance. The doctor performance, you know, he does kid bad guy mm-hmm. pretty decently. You're like, you're like, man, that is pretty much like your Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget, or mm-hmm. like pick your bad guy from Power Rangers. You're kind of like, oh yeah, you know what? Yep, that's <laughs> that is a bad guy. Now, and honestly. Don Stark's performance is solid. He grows. He goes from kind of a sleazy asshole to being like a sleazy asshole for the good guys. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's he 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 grows and changes. He you know he he grows a pair and helps out Hulk Hulk Hogan when he's like I don't know doing stuff. Uh, so he's probably the only positive thing. Again, Hulk Hogan's in it. That's another positive. Um, there's some novelty. There's some novelty with that. Yeah, but again, personally speaking, if you're like, I want to see an '80s slash '90s wrestler dress up as Santa Claus and hit people, watch Santa Slay with Goldberg. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. It's right there. And you're going to have way more of a fun time at least laughing at the movie. Because that movie, that movie is at least self-aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie, not self-aware. This movie, 100% is terrible. Now, granted, I, what, I, what I will say is when the movie bumbles and, and fucks up, either in like a cinematography sense or an action sense or just a shot sense, it can be very funny. But again, those are few and far between. Like when in the beginning, when Hulk Hogan is just traipsing around his like compound house hybrid thing, mm-hmm. you could just see the cameraman shadow. Dude, I sent that just to you. I hang it out. You did. You. you did. And I and I was sitting there watching it. And I was like, son of a bitch, it is in there. Okay. Well, dude, the thing about that shot is like you can it's like they didn't even care. It's like you can clearly see, like, yeah, it's it's right there and you, they, maybe they didn't like try to, you know, mask it out or anything or go frame by frame or tighten up any input. They didn't do anything. They're just like, well, it's there. All right. Fuck it. That's it. Deal exactly. with it. It was the, the dude who was editing it absolutely just went, 
oh, it's 4.30. All right, fuck this. And then he just left. It's It just feels so, so off and so weird. But okay, yeah. Outside of outside of the silly moments, uh, Don Stark's performance and the fact that Hulk Hogan is a person in this movie, uh, that's the end of my freaking positives. Yeah, I guess the first fight scene, the, the, the one last positive I have is like, the first fight scene with Hulk Hogan and his employees, I'm like, okay, wackiness. It's at least kind of entertaining. But it's like, it kind of gets into part of my negatives with this movie is that it doesn't really know what it wants to be. Like, we got scenes of Hulk Hogan doing silly action stuff and, you know, they're wacky. But then there are like these like quiet, serious, dialogue-driven moments between Hulk Hogan and orphans which let's be real here hulk hogan he just doesn't do a good job of carrying those scenes acting wise so this movie just feels very confused which brings us right on to the negatives oh yeah baby let's (laughs) dump on this movie mike do you have anything to say about the the confusing nature of this movie oh my god the freak okay well let's get to confusing the freaking story doesn't make sense until about halfway through it until you're like Oh, oh, okay. That's what's going on because the movie ha- the movie tries, and I'm using the word tries here to to make the lived in thing or that setup or that setup uh, exposition mm-hmm. without exposition thing that a lot of movies try to do. Like Blade Runner is a fantastic example. You learn all about your characters, but nothing is revealed about the about like. Nothing's revealed that you don't need to know at that current moment. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good good writing. This movie just doesn't tell you things. It just won't tell you. And then it'll just be like, mm, yeah, you know, he's he does supplements. And you're like, oh, I just thought he was a creepy dude running around a house. And you're like, oh, no, 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 no. No, he's got a, no, that's. That is how, and they, and they tie in the orphanage as well. They're like, nah, Santa. And you're like, oh, why can't he just, oh, why does okay. he have to be a rich entrepreneur? <laughs> can't, like, is it just to make him famous? Like, why can't he just be just a normal dude that gets bonked on the head <laughs> and just thinks that he's Santa Claus? <laughs> exactly. That's my, th- that's another issue slash gripe I had is why did they feel the need to make him very wealthy mm-hmm. because it feels that his wealth adds almost nothing to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the, granted, we can get into spoilers and tell you how it actually ties in, but from an overarching perspective, his wealth plays nothing into the story. Now, the next thing I want to sort of talk about regarding cons for this movie is the acting for this movie is appalling. It is painful how bad it is. Do you want to let when you're talking about the acting, do you just want to talk about just Hulk Hogan and just, yes. just let's, let's yes, let's yes. fucking do it. I when when you're OK, here is something I will say when the people in a scene are Hulk Hogan, Don Stark and five 12 year olds and the people who are outshining everyone else is Mila Kunis who was like 12 at the time you're fucking up as an as an adult actor <laughs> i'm going to tell you all this right now if the person who's stealing the show 
is not the main character and is 12, you need to do some inward looking. And that's what happens a lot. A fucking lot. And it's not like a Home Alone thing where it's Macaulay Culkin is supposed to be the main center of attention. Mila Kunis is just a side freaking orphan. But she acts better than Hulk Hogan, who's in his 30s. And he's a big fucking wrestling star who has so much mm-hmm. charisma. But he can't act for shit. Where, where is any of that charisma? I, think, I believe nothing that Hulk Hogan <laughs> says in this movie. It's exactly. He has no conviction in this movie with anything he says. And again, look, we're all on the same page. Wrestling does have a script to it. And you're like, yeah, absolutely. So why is it that Cena, that The Rock, that Batista, that freaking The Miz can go over into Hollywood and act and not screw up? It's like, but the moment Hulk hits the silver screen, he just he 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 has less charisma than I don't know than a nervous middle schooler being filmed. I, I want to read a couple of lines. The, these are like in the first five minutes, so I'm not going to save it for the spoiler section. The first line that Hulk Hogan says is he's like picking something up off the ground, or he's like talking to somebody who's like laying on the ground. He's like, "Never stop to smell the roses." It's like he's reading off of a teleprompter, like just I'm trying to act, brother, and just trying to like, you know, do his best. Just just do his best. Well, that's that's the other thing that I have like an issue with with regards to his acting, because it's Hulk Hogan. You're expecting Hulk Hogan Mm -hmm. in the um, in Santa with muscles. You're not expecting the guy who actually is Hulk Hogan. I forget what his damn name is. but Terry Balea. There you go. Terry Bollea. You're not expecting Terry Bollea in Santa with Muscles. You want Hulk Hogan in Santa with Muscles. So you're expecting him to go, <laughs> go. looks like you didn't stop to smell the roses, brother. And like that over intense sort of over the topness, not looks like you didn't stop to smell the roses. You're like, no, shut. Be the Hulk. Be the Hulkster. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Dude, my, what, I think my favorite line that sums up Hulk Hogan's acting and this script is Hulk Hogan's like driving down, trying to like get away from somebody. And he just looks to the guy that's in his car and is like saying, we'll lose them in the lake in the Lakeville mall. There's a million places to hide. I grew up there. (laughs) And that point never comes up ever again. I I love that. They just drop it. He goes, there's so many places to hide. I grew up there at the Lakeville at the Lakeview mall. And you're like, oh, Cool. We're not going to. Okay, cool. No, we're just going in the mall. It's the thing about, and I love that you mentioned the freaking, the the chase. So Hulk Hogan, for reasons I have yet to understand, actively is a criminal in this movie. He's a billionaire and he commits felonies and not like a little like, ooh, spray paint in the wall. Or he's like, ooh, he smokes a little bit of weed no this dude like destroys a cop car like commits property damage evades police capture and fires at police with weaponry and he's like and he's like well goofy gosh darn willikers i guess i gotta go through a little a little 
traipsing through the Lakeview Mall. Maybe stop getting a little bit of Orange Julius. And I'm like, what the fuck is the energy with this, man? You're like, you're running from the police. Why are you acting as if it's a freaking, as if it's a skip down to the emissions test? Dude, I, I don't understand. I don't understand his character. The, the character that Hulk Hogan's playing, I don't, I can't fucking remember. I think it's like well, Blake something or whatever. Yeah. His, his character just isn't interesting. Like, he just kicks everybody's ass too easily, which doesn't make me give a shit. He never loses a fight. A, a fight just either ends or Hulk Hogan wins. Kind of exactly like Hulk Hogan's wrestling persona. I, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, when you have a scene where a Again, sorry to break, sorry to dig into spoilers right now, but it's in like the first fifteen minutes of the movie, and I can't not talk about it. He literally holds a driving ice cream truck back via just like fucking tug of war with a rope, <laughs> and it, I, it's fuck. I, I don't know, Mike. I do not understand this. I, I don't I, get it. I, it's, it's crazy to me. It's genuinely crazy to me that this movie just, the movie. I feel like. Combined the worst factors of Superman and Batman. They combined the the rich playboy asshole standoffishness, not standoffishness, but incredulousness or pompousness that Bruce Wayne has. Where, like, we all remember those moments in, like, every Batman movie, pick one, where it's just Batman... F- is as is Bruce Wayne and he flaunts his wealth at a dinner party or like someone goes you can't smoke here and then so and then he goes uh-huh, sorry I just bought the restaurant and you're like whoa he's so cool and rich and flaunts his wealth but he gets his ass kicked at night it's and then the Superman half where he's just invincible he's just invincible like normal human shit doesn't compute with him like it's just the idea that he will go to prison and face the full wrath of the judicial system, does not process with him. And the fact that he is able to hold back a ice cream truck moving at full speed with just a chain and his good two feet. Like, it's nuts. It is nuts. Dude, is there anything else that you want to specific? I feel like we're going to be keep coming back to Hulk Hogan throughout this podcast. Uh, but let we can move on to the rest of the characters. But was there anything else oh. that you wanted to like just zero in on specifically about Hulk Hogan? Okay, so for Hulk Hogan and the fact, specifically, and the fact that he doesn't have any comedic timing. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. He, oh my god, oh my god, he is <laughs> at least Family Guy has comedic timing with its cutaway gags. Thanks, like, Mila Kunis. It's, this is yeah, exactly the the actual delay. And flat delivery of a joke. Look, I'm not saying that Max and I are comedians. We are by no means the fucking funny men or anything like that. We're not showing up to fucking Second City at any point or SNL. But god damn it, at least we know how to freaking time things. At the very least. Like, this man walks through and someone will say something that's an obvious tee-up for a joke. And Hulk will literally sit there and just give the most deafening silence you've ever experienced. And then go, and then just land the delivery. But just fumble it on the one-yard line and just, just, just give a flat, monotone response. I don't – you have to take some type of acting classes 
to be a wrestler, especially at the level that he was at. Why did Hulk Hogan skip that day? <laughs> oh, probably because mm-hmm. he was over. Yep. Probably because he was over wrestling in Japan. To, you know, for the for his like three hundred and ninetieth day in the year. Yeah, I was about to say it was day three ninety eight when he came back to record Santa with muscles. And and Hulk Hogan, that's called a callback. You see, if you remember the beginning of the podcast, I oh, made yeah. that joke, and now I'm calling it back to it for another joke. But I don't want to do this too many times. Just a little a little lesson for you there, Hogan. Just in case you didn't know, Hulkster, because damn it, we wouldn't know based on this movie. But okay, so outside of Hulk Hogan. Outside of the fact that Hulk Hogan is an atrocity in this movie, which really sucks because he's the main character, I want to actually move on to the more amorphous sort of issues I have with this movie, which is the sh- which is the cinematography, the coloring with this movie, the ADR. It's there's a whole host of little small pieces that I want to pick apart, mm-hmm. and I am going to let you take the reins, Max. But I want to say something. Okay. Before you do, this movie is so colorless. Mm-hmm. And granted, I understand, you know, 90s, 80s, you know, you're you don't normally have as much access to brightening and saturating things as you do now. But I do have to say, <laughs> when your top color in a movie is beige and and it's a Christmas movie, Involving Santa, you're fucking up. I'm just gonna lay the cards out on the table. You gotta, if it's gonna be Christmas, the color palette has to at least involve red or green in some capacity. And normally that's easily achievable. But for this movie, my god, it felt like they were they were recording in Kuwait. It was so brown. Yeah, it's like the movie just doesn't have like it doesn't pop with the levels of like saturation. Like I'm looking at some stills from the image right now that are up on IMDb and just the shot selection, especially with part of the spoiler alert with part of the movie, like being really dark, it doesn't really lend itself to being a Christmas movie. Cause you know, like Mike said, when I think Christmas, you know, I think bright, I think vibrant, I think saturated, but a lot of these stills in the movie just take place in like some beige room and there's not really a whole lot of depth going on with some of these shots. There's not a whole lot of interesting stuff going on in the foreground, in the background. There's not a whole lot of contrast. It just does not feel like a Christmas movie. And that's a, I mean, when it's called, when, when Santa is in the title, I, that's just not good. Yeah, no, it's, you're already off to a bad start. If you cannot nail the basic sort of tenets of like a Christmas movie, which is the fact that it's winter. So show winter in some capacity. Now, granted it's California. So winter for them is just, I don't know, more dry and cold than usual. So, and, but you got to have the green of like Christmas trees, the red of Santa, you know, you got to have decorations mm-hmm. in some capacity to to indicate that it's Christmas. They could have been filming in freaking like April and I would not have known. I genuinely wouldn't have known. Yeah, and one thing to one thing I'm looking at like with these pictures with these stills dude is that the lighting on their face, on like the actors' faces, it seems very dark. 
it doesn't feel very filled in. It's like they wanted to mm-hmm. it, it everything just feels very even, which again, no contrast. It's not interesting. Exactly. It's it's a it's this one note color palette between the characters and the background, which is awful. Which is bad, not bueno. And then we already touched on the cine- the cinematography and this the sort of laziness that they were that they were just experiencing during filming this movie with the um the fact that the camera's easily visible it's at right certain points there. throughout the movie. It's right there, which is oh my lord. It's if you ever thought to yourself that you were bad or or you could never make a movie watch this goddamn movie and you will know ex- you you will know in your heart of hearts that you could probably make something that could stand to this for sure well mike was there any other, any other technical aspects because i do want to talk a little bit about some of the other characters oh get into the other characters buddy so largely one-dimensional i mean that really like sums it up like we have orphans here none of them really stick with you i i can't tell you anything about like their i can't tell you anything like deep about their characters i can only really tell you like superfluous like surface level things like you know for instance no one wants to adopt them um we got mila kunis is the smart one we got taylor is like the bad boy with a slingshot we have elizabeth who is the innocent one who cannot sing to save her life uh, oh god i don't know if you knew this mike we got a cameo from a young Brenda Song in this movie. But, but wait, what? How did you, in the how mall? Did you get, in the mall. Like he, she, we got, she was London, one of the kids. That's London fucking tempted? That's yeah. Brenda Song? Yeah, that's her. Damn. Unfortunately, Damn, no unfortunately both her and Mila Kunis have to look back on, you know, yeah, this movie is part of my character, so... Well, she also well, Mila Kunis also has some regrettable parts of her character that she has to look back on now. I, <laughs> At least yeah. Brenda Song, Brenda Song doesn't. Brenda Song's Brenda Song's just chilled out with with fucking Macaulay Culkin. So I mean, she's probably like, oh yeah, and that was a that was a booty roll I got. The the two adults at the orphanage, they're there. I really have. They they exist. They I think I think saying they do anything past just being a pulse in the room is probably a disservice. I genuinely, I kid you not, I had no idea what their freaking names were until I saw in the credits its name, like the name of the the name of the ladies was like Robin Curtis or, or like, something. I think it was like, like a Le- Leslie or some or some shit. Yeah, there we character. go. It's some yeah. <laughs> just, um, yeah, that's that's how that's how that's how much effort they're putting in. Just to give you context. And now I know we mentioned uh, Frost is like the main villain. You know, he's evil. Again, he's a good, he's a solid kids movie villain. I want to talk about like his assistant. Like I don't know, he looks like a a personal assistant, like doctor thing. He looks like if the berries and cream guy got banned from entering within five hundred feet of a school. Dude, yeah, I was about to make the same freaking joke. He looks like he's the berries and he he is he's a he's like if the berries and cream guy just found out about WoW and internet porn because he is just he's just tall, emaciated. His hair is so weird, and he has the utmost difficulty with talking to anyone, let alone a freaking woman. But dude, he can also fight. Like, he does Taekwondo, Capoeira, and, like, goes toe-to-toe with fucking Hulk Hogan in this movie. Dude, he's the mall ninja, but instead of studying the blade, he studied the fist. (laughs) 
He just like fucking wheel kicks Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Which is badass. I'm like, I was in there just going like, all right, man, level 60 in WoW and, and a six black belt in karate or whatever. And lastly, like we got the, we got like hit the berries and cream underlings. They're like, they're evil, they're evil scientists. One of them's power is like fart gas. One's an archaeologist who has tools and one she does electricity okay i'll also i got something to freaking say about this one not good they're bad but two okay we have one whose power is like methane toxic fart gas whatever you know kid superpower thing but whatever electricity genuinely dangerous superpower that's that's a that's a lethal freaking person right there Tools. We got. We have. We have, we Tim have the tool man have, Taylor. Dude, we got freaking. We have. We have the freaking fat bastard from uh from Austin Powers. We have freaking uh what's we have Electro from Spider Man, and then we just have Bob the Builder in the corner who's just like I can really fucking throw down with a monkey wrench. And dude, we even have like one random henchman that's introduced like near the end of the movie that's like he's like i think it's he's in the credits he's like a sumo guy or something it's just fucking brutus the barber beefcake in a fu manchu that's so awesome (laughs) (laughs) they just they just slapped the poor guy in a fu manchu beard and went go get him tiger (laughs) dude okay so was there anything else you wanted to talk about before giving our overall opinions or do you just want to and Let's get those opinions out there. Let's get those opinions out there. Okay. Don't watch this movie. (laughs) I don't think I can honestly like recommend it, but if you want to include it in your movie marathon, give it like a movie four. this movie is just confused. It doesn't really know what it wants to be plot holes out the fucking wazoo. Like fucking Mila Kunis learned how to sew from a Mega Man issue and it, it just doesn't make any sense. A lot, and it's being led by Hulk Hogan, a guy who just does not bring that charismatic self that he's known for with this movie. All right. I agree with all that my co-host has said, but here's my piece. Literally everything that is good about this movie is done better in Santa Slay featuring Bill Goldberg. If you are like, but I like Hulk Hogan. I don't really know Bill Goldberg all that well. Go watch Santa Slay. You'll do fine. You don't need to know who Bill Goldberg is. He's a Jewish guy with a lot of muscles, and he does a better Christmas movie than Mr. Fucking Beaten Heart, Red-Blooded American Christian Man. So there you go. Okay, past Hulk Hogan. Just fucking it up. You... This movie is a great movie for, I absolutely agree with my co-host. Not because you're so blackout drunk you won't understand what's going on, but because it'll put you to sleep. You turn this on and it's the end of the night, you're blitzed and kind of fading. And you just have this thing on screen and it's so boring and it's got Hulk Hogan and you're like, I know, I know that face. And then you're just, as you watch it, you get more and more bored until you pass out and fall asleep. That is the singular good thing about including this movie in your drunk marathon. Dude. Yeah. 
I I can. This is the like the one time I think I can say I will fall asleep to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. I, I never thought I'd ever say that. But yeah, no, I would fall the hell asleep to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so guys, we're gonna be getting on to spoilers. If you want, go check out the movie, then come back, and we're gonna we're gonna we have some things we want to say. Mike, the main thing I want to say is, why the fuck was this church built on top of the Paris fucking what? catacombs? <laughs> it's, I lo- okay, that's that is the okay that is the plot hole that is the size of Texas, and I want to dive all into it. One, they're in L.A., not freaking I don't know. Like Mesoamerica, okay? This is, it's, and I, I I totally get it. I totally get it. There are some old churches from like, from like the Spaniards when they came in. Totally get that. This is in the middle of San Diego. Shut the fuck up. No, n- there is no, we cannot logic our way out of this. So the fact that it is just this regular ass church, and then it's these catacombs that look like they were built in the 14th century, that leads to a an ex, a, a gemstone mine full of explosive quartz. <laughs> like what, Mike? I'm gonna, I'm sending you a a still I took from this movie that I really think like sums up the movie as a whole, but it also brings up a good point. I'm like, do the scientists? In this movie, really need motivation, you know. Besides, hey, we need that space to build a new Best Buy. Oh but no, God. they want to just fucking shoe in the fact that there is fucking explosive courts underneath a church, which I don't oh, even yeah. know if that's possible. But what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. It's it's we're not even okay. We will touch on the whole gemstone crap here, but I absolutely will totally jump off of what you said they didn't need to do the gemstone quartz cave they didn't they could have just been like it's valuable land worth a shit ton of money we could set up a whole laboratory facility and we'd make billions like testing on i don't know baby puppies or crap like that i know something comically evil and then but no they went no we need exploding quartz in this gemstone mine in this church that that Mr. Big B and Hulk Hogan grew up in together. Yeah, why the fuck did... Okay, no, I guess that, that, like, if we're gonna just throw all the stereotypes at this movie, I mean, why not just make them... Bro- why make them best friends? Why not just make them brothers? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's lost brothers. That would absolutely fit at a certain point. You just go, yeah. Fucking, yeah, sure, man. Yeah, they're, they're lost brothers. Yeah, it just... It's so fucking weird that this movie just randomly turns into Star Wars near the end with Hulk Hogan and fucking Frost using these quartzes to fucking sword fight and they explode, which causes like a electrical storm to destroy the church, which kind of reminded me of like a black hole opening in the ground just to suck the church down. Mike, I don't know. I, d- feels, I don't understand. It, it borders on it borders on Jumanji in terms of like ridiculousness relating to this freaking like this structure. It's yeah, they choose to have a exploding multicolored quartz sword fight in a cave, and it's 
one, it's completely off the wall incongruous because you have Hulk Hogan dressed as Santa Claus, and you have and you have Mr. Bigsby or Bigby or whatever the hell his name is. It's Ned going Bigby. Off- from next, you got the guide holster. You, you just see, yeah, it's just, it's just, you just see the little notepad come out, and it's just, don't pick a fight with Hulk Hogan, and then it's just cookies in the back, just being weird. But no, but no, genuinely, it's just this, it, this, the last ten minutes make no fucking sense. Like, they didn't need to do any of this. Like, they could absolutely have a showdown between Bigsby and and Hulk Hogan. They absolutely could have. No issue. Like, them duking it out, being like, oh, I need that property. You'll never take it away from me, blah, blah, blah. But no, they shoehorned this weird plot where they were related. They both attended this place and have bad memories here. And... Then they then they sword fight like it's it's a hodgepodge of just dumb confusing crap at the end. Like if they introduced the catacombs like earlier in the movie, like if maybe we saw like the kids going down there, or like oh no, like they're the you know mom's coming back or whatever, then they have to run up. They're like okay, I'm like movie, you set this up. And you're not just fucking writing it as you go along or like they're fucking like mm-hmm. shooting the movie in mm-hmm. order and they're like, uh, fucking underground, uh, fort, whatever. Sure. Fuck it. Here you go. Here's a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Go crazy. Build the, it. The, I just, I, I just don't understand why Vince McMahon just in amidst creating this movie, just did a line of Coke, <laughs> just like bench press 470 or some crap. And then turned and went, we need to have a set where it's a bunch of glowing gemstones that explode. <laughs> like that's, that's so outlandish. Dude, that doesn't make any sense. But like the one thing I did want to talk about <laughs> is one of the fight scenes where it's Hulk Hogan versus berries and cream on the top of this church and Hulk Hogan wins. Obviously he's, he's not going to do the job for anybody, but then there's this animatronic Santa that just fucking pushes Hulk Hogan. (laughs) I had to rewind that like three times just to be sure I did see what I saw. And he fucking like lands on a dump truck. (laughs) I, okay. All right. I'll absolutely guide you through this. Since y'all already know what scene we're talking about, considering this is the spoiler section, the fact that a a statue that was turning grabbed Hulk Hogan and threw him off the church steeple. Hysterical already. <laughs> Utterly hysterical. The, but what's even funnier to me was the fact that amidst the fight, you can see numerous occasion berries and cream gets thrown into it and it jostles like this dude who looks 135 soaking wet is just jostling this thing that tossed Hulk Hogan off of a church steeple into a garbage truck. It's just so outlandish and easily like disproven as the viewer, not from a logic perspective, but from a freaking object permanence perspective. Like we remember what occurred. The only person that like Hulk Hogan actively loses fights to in this movie are Santa statues and animatronics. That Dude, not an actual, just just inanimate objects. 
it's you you didn't you thought that he would at least lose one fight against a human being. Nope, it's all against things that are not alive. It's just just objects that he just gets his ass beat by. Like he's in the trash chute, Santa comes and clobbers him in the head. And then you got this where it's just a Santa statue just tosses him off at church. You know what? Santa's also the villain in this movie. That's what I'm learning. Santa's kind of an asshole in this. And then old Santa Bill from Santa Slay comes out and challenges Hulk Hogan. And it just turns oh into God. just a wrestling match. Oh my god, the evil fucking demon Santa just comes, he would just gore Santa with muscles. Well, dude, Mike, was there any was there any other things you wanted to talk about in this spoiler section? Oh no, just, I think just the reveals are so nuts. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, the final piece, I think, with the spoiler section is... The weird tangential involvement of Clint Howard in this movie. Mm-hmm. Clint Howard being the cop. Now, uh, Clint Howard, for those of you who do not know, is the brother of Ron Howard. That Ron Howard. Mr. Arrested Development. Um, Clint Howard, much like, uh, much like John Voight, is now, in my head, a harbinger for a really bad movie. Because I just see this man and I just groan because I'm like, I know that this is going to hurt me. I know this is going to hurt me. And sure enough, it does. And all of his scenes are so shoehorned in so many ways. It's It, it feels so incongruous whenever the police come on the screen. And it feels like they're there just for a really shitty cutaway, cutaway gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. But, with all of these, mo- with all of these, not just bad movies, but good movies. Why is it that like nine? Like you're there's a higher than normal likelihood that you're gonna see a sheriff. Like, really think about that. Think about that. You like <laughs> think about your week. Think about your month. How often do you see a sheriff? Unless you work at a sheriff's department, in which case, my mistake. But, like, the average person, how often do you see a sheriff? Whenever we watch these movies, it's a lot. <laughs> like, every oh, freaking yeah. time. Oh, yeah. It's, you. yeah, you just see, dude, these sheriffs are just everywhere, man. Like, they're just chilling. Like, they're litter all over the country. They're breeding like rabbits. <laughs> One of the last things I want to say, Hulk Hogan cannot sing. He tries to sing with, what is it, Elizabeth in one scene. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. it, he just, I mean, th- this ain't this ain't no uh, Hulkster in heaven, which I don't know if you knew this, Mike. Fun fact, uh, Hulk Hogan wrote a song about a kid in Wembley uh, that was supposed to see him wrestle, but he infor- the kid unfortunately passed away. Uh, that, by the way, Wembley, London, kid passed away. Uh, except that's not true even in the slightest. Hulk Hogan never wrestled in Wembley in the year that he is talking about. So this just straight up just didn't happen. I, 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 does Hulk Hogan have CTE? He's got to like, he's cause the way he remembers things is so outlandish and incorrect. You would think he was like, he's like a football player. Like he's, he's just talking about shit. And it's just the craziest things on the planet. He's like, he's like, yeah, when I was not busy traveling 400 days a year between the U S and Japan, I was, I was making a hit number one single for a, for a kid who died when I was performing in Wembley in the late eighties. And I'm like, 
You're like, all of that is wrong. So incredibly wrong. Well, dude, I mean, dude, that's fucking Santa with muscles. A movie that you should not check out. Absolutely. No, don't. Don't fucking check this movie out. This movie sucks. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Merry Christmas or happy holidays with whatever you're celebrating from the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Go follow us on Instagram. Sorry. Instagram. X. YouTube still getting fucking used to that guys. It's just call it Twitter. No, no. The only person who people get butthurt about it, not being called X is Elon Musk and Elon Musk fans. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, stay up to date with what we got going on. Mike, do you have anything that you want to say? Bring back Santa bill. I never thought I'd say that. Bring back Santa bill. <laughs> Santa slay. What we're saying guys is Santa slay is a better movie than Santa with muscles. <laughs> Did not fucking think that would happen at all. But yeah, it's far better. If you guys have any recommendations for uh, wrestling-related Santa movies that we can cover uh, next year on this podcast, please Keep them to yourselves. Keep them to your damn selves. (laughs) Let me know so we can cover them. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you all next week. See you next week, everybody.